Business as Unusual is a thought-provoking podcast that explores the innovative strategies, disruptive ideas, and unconventional practices driving successful leaders and companies in the ever-evolving world of modern business. Subscribe, comment, and share for weekly inspiration with our host, Aisela. Hi, welcome to Business is Unusual. Today I am here with Peggy, headshot strategist, which I've never heard of, and I think that sounds so cool. And before we get into the nitty gritty of what a headshot strategist is and what you're up to, what's a hobby of yours that you think would surprise folks? Ooh, I hate that question because I always make money out of my hobbies. Like I find a hobby and then all of a sudden other everyone's, oh, can you do that for me? Renaissance woman. Yes. So I'm actually really boring. I don't have a lot of hobbies. Okay, I do like a look on my for... face when you say you're boring, but they should know the look on my face is full of doubt and questioning. I do not believe this at all. Okay. Now I'll stop interrupting you. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I have kids. I have a dog. I have a husband. I don't know. Like we do stuff. Like we, let's go for a hike. Let's go observatory the griffith observatory is i will nerd out on looking at the stars that's mm. probably something that most people don't know about me it's the first time i've thought to say it out loud but all my family knows that i that's like my favorite spot in in the area that's neat and so neat that you're so close to it I... let's tell people about your business it's all do you want to tell you how it unfolded However you want to. If you cover things that I was planning to ask, I just won't ask them. We'll get to other okay. stuff instead. <laughs> because I feel like where I'm at now is, is just the way it unfolded. To me, it like surprises me. I've been a professional photographer for over 30 years, probably almost 35 years. And that's all I've ever wanted to do. I've always done that. And during the pandemic, we all got sat down for a good nine months and weren't able to do any of those creative things that, that I love doing. And I found myself on Clubhouse. Remember Clubhouse? I do remember I found myself Clubhouse. on Clubhouse and on Zoom doing consultations, which I always did do consultations, but it was always in person. Like you would come to my studio and I would talk you through things and we would figure things out. But I found myself like I didn't know before the found the pandemic, that was a standalone thing that I could do. I didn't ever think of it. Mm -hmm. And then I started talking on business conferences about branding. And because my passion right now, the last 10 years, is really figuring out how your headshot should be one of the biggest parts of your marketing strategy and how to get the emotion to actually draw your draw the attention of your ideal clients. So I spent a lot of years really diving deep and talking to actors and casting directors because that's what actors do. They use their headshot as their, that's their, uh, that's their first audition. To even get an audition, they have to be picked. So that just came out and started talking about branding. And this guy tells me, you're the headshot strategist. And if I could tell you how hard I rolled my eyes. <laughs> It's like, that is so dumb. And I just put my little smile on. I was like, okay. He's like, you should trademark that or whatever. And I was like, okay. And then I kept thinking about it. And I was laying in bed with my husband that night. And I was like, you know what? I am the headshot strategist. <laughs> Literally do that. 
Well, because my tagline has always been, your headshot should be one of the biggest parts of your marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so within three weeks, I had the name registered. I had a whole standalone program. And I started doing that with people. And it took off. If I've ever done anything in my life that took off, it was this. It was like, oh, wow, people really like this. And people from all over the world were doing this 45-minute Zoom call with me where we went through. And then I gave them what they needed to take to their local photographers. And then people were like, do you know any photographers in my area? And I'm like, no, I don't know any photographers. And I was like, all right, I'll do a two-hour webinar and I'll teach photographers this. Well, that two-hour webinar quickly turned into a 26-week certification course and a whole community, a whole world, a whole standalone thing. So now I said all that to say now, really, what I do is I help other photographers run thriving photography businesses. And so that's the long story of it. It's just... It made itself like I didn't have the idea and figure out how to make it. It just it happened. That's awesome. And that's when you know that you found something that really hit a need that people didn't maybe even know they had. You didn't know they had it. And then suddenly you're like, wait a minute. But the reality is, and I think I told you about this when we were chatting a couple of weeks ago, is that sometimes the ability to determine where to look for resources, how to make good alliances, how to get the business side of things handled. Because just because you love photography doesn't mean you love building a business. Like I do business development. I love the work of a business. I love that structure and supporting people and being successful. And that's not what everybody wants to do. And I feel like there's this idea, it's very American, that you have to do it all yourself. And so the fact that there are folks that are getting, because I think in any industry, even the things that people think of as commercial, it's still artistic. There's a different way to present and understand how that it's not math where two plus two is four. You either have four or you don't. You take a picture and you're trying to convey something and you have the skill to convey it. But then also the person has to understand what's being conveyed. And that's a little bit more, I don't know, ephemeral. And so I think that's a, a wonderful thing to provide other photographers with some tools and skills for how to be effective in that. And I think effectively communicate it. Exactly. And I think for me, I spent many years running a very successful hobby. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. When I look back at how much money I left just laying on the table because I loved photography and I felt like if I perfected my craft and I was the best photographer around, whatever the best means, but if I thought if I was the best photographer around, And I had the cheapest prices around that it was a no-brainer. Everybody would just come to me. And guess what? That is not how business works. It's not how business works. It's not. And it's, I've always had a really thriving business. But again, the first probably 20 years of my business was more of a successful hobby. I, and it, and I think that's why I'm passionate about this. I'm like, I see so many talented photographers out there and it's, you know, and all this, it doesn't matter if you're a photographer, if you're, if you cook things, if you bake, whatever your career is, it's all the same. We love the thing that we started to do, but being in business is like part of running a photography business or a cooking business or a website design business. It's all, you can't get a, 
away from that word. And I think that a lot of people forget that. Well, and I'll piggyback on that. that It's one of the things that I see a lot with my clients is in addition to you can't get away from it, that we also have a lot of ideas about what it means that are not necessarily true. And there is a there's an underlying theme. I've seen a lot of people with this beat themselves up because X, Y and Z doesn't work the way they think it should. And or they're committed to this idea that I've worked with a lot of artists and they have the idea that if they're financially successful, that somehow means they're bad artists. And it may not even be conscious or they a lot of folks feel like no pain, no gain. If I if it doesn't make me suffer, it's not really work. That's one I have ascribed to off and on. So I might work 14 hours, but I only count three of them because of the ones that I hated. The rest of them won't really work. Oh, that's, oh not, that's so true. And it's not real. It's not true. And yet it is how a lot of us live into. So no wonder when we hear the word business, we shut down because we're like, it means all of these things. It means we're not an artist. It means we have to suffer. It, <laughs> it means we have to be more focused on money than we are on the quality of our work. Not always, but there's definitely a theme I see of that where people are afraid of selling out or they need to meet an algorithm. And I'm just here to say, no, you don't have to. That's not necessary. You figure out how you work best. And then you find the tools and systems that work best for you. And then you go to people like you, Peggy, who have expertise in your craft and you develop things that have been proven to be effective or that are in process. That's it. The rest of it, you get to make up. That's the whole point of starting your business. (laughs) Exactly. And I want to reiterate something that you said at the beginning of the conversation, and that is that people think they have to do everything all by themselves. And that's, I was raised that way. It's figure it out, do it. My dad was an entrepreneur and he did everything. Like he literally didn't pay anybody for anything. He did all the things and he always was working. He would come home for dinner. I lived in the Midwest, so he'd come home for supper. But, and then he'd go back to work, come home about 10 o'clock at night. Like his whole life was spent like that. And that's not the type of lifestyle that I want to live. I want to spend time with my family. I want to spend time doing goofy things that I like to do. I want to spend that time. And it is probably the hardest thing for me to set it down and say, okay, I want you to do this for me because you're good at this and I'm not. This Mm -hmm. will take you two hours. It will take me two weeks. Just can you do it? And I think that's. One thing that we really need to remember is that we are all good at different things. And Mm -hmm. when we work together, it's more fun. It takes the sting out of the business because I'm not having to do these things that I hate. And it, 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 we all win. It's a win-win. Yeah. One of the women that I work with that said she defines business, she defines success in her business as making enough to pay people to do things she's not good at or doesn't like. And what you said before, a lot of us do, we like to do everything. We like to figure it out. And I definitely have that. But I also do like to hand it off because I want my time. There's a lot of things in life that I'm excited about that are not my business. Admittedly, it I do like it a lot. So I spend a lot of time in it. But but there's other things. And, and that's important. We as people, as humans, we need to have a variety of things. If we don't walk away from something, we can't do that background, they call it diffuse thinking, that allows us to be much more generative and much more creative at problem solving and ideas. And that space is just so important. And yet there's this idea of business being work, right? And so, I don't know, at any rate, you got me excited about one of my little, what do you call it, podium. You stand on a podium and you're like, I decree. <laughs> you're right. 
I have a few soapboxes myself, so I go. totally get it. Soap just doesn't feel like something you could stand on. I get worried. I slip in the shower. I'm not sure. I have to look up where that comes from. Tell me advice. Oh, do you have something else to say? No, I was still talking about the soapbox. Go ahead. I think oh. we should move forward. Tell me about advice you've received that has influenced the way you approach your work. Advice that I've received. I think the best advice is what we were just talking about is that I am good enough at who I am. And it doesn't make me less if I'm not good at everything. Mm -hmm. I'm still a good person. I'm still talented. I'm still an amazing artist. I'm still an amazing photographer. I'm still an amazing business person, even if I don't do all the things like that doesn't define my it doesn't define my worth. And I feel like that's something that I struggled with a lot is if I don't do everything myself, then I'm I'm the failure. And that's just not true. It's just not true. Yeah. No, that that is a well stated. I don't know if you could have a picture with something like that first sentence on it that you put out there for your business community. But I think (laughs) that's something people could put on their wall and really value. Right. It's great advice. And one of the things I talk about a lot, part of why I do the podcast is most of the advice that comes to us the easy way that is part of the, I would say, generalized discussion on these things frequently comes from the perspective of telling you what you lack and how I'm going to sell you something to fix that. And it, all judgments aside, we also just need other people to remind us that while there are things we aren't good at or as good at or tools we need, it's not because we lack something and need to be sold. It is because no one person is going to be amazing at everything. And also we want to prioritize our time and not just always be working. I think it's important to, even the little memes, actually, I think it's important to put that out there. So there's a reminder that, no, you're great. You're perfect. And let's find ways to help you feel more at ease. And like things are going in a smooth way that feels restful so you can relax and enjoy your life more. Yes, that's funny. We should come up with a series of memes. I love it. I'm on it. I definitely want to find excuses to work with you because I really love what you're up to and your style. So. I always tell people that you should hang around me because I can teach you all the areas that I've already failed at. So you don't have to fail at it. It doesn't mean you're not going to fail at your own stuff, but why do, why fail at the same stuff I've already failed? Let's do this so we can move forward and fail at other stuff. Let's have new problems. Let's have new problems. Yeah. We already figured this one out. Let's have new ones. Yeah. I like that. In on that line, I'm thinking, running a business and being in a full life as I know you are you have to do things to stay inspired and recharged what are the ways that you do that it's funny because I love photography always love photography and that's what I do I'm in the studio a lot I don't shoot as many days a week as I used to I'm getting a little bit more finicky in my old age slowing (laughs) it down a little bit there so I have time to do other things But even when I'm in the studio all the time with a camera, sometimes it can feel like work, even though it's. And so what I like to do is take my camera and go, go for a walk, go for a hike, go out somewhere and take pictures of 
something that is not what I would get paid for. Just be creative. Try to solve a problem. Maybe I'll see a picture and I'll be like, how did they do that? And go try to play with something or grab my husband or one of the kids and make him come to the studio and try <laughs> some weird lighting that I saw. I'm going to, I liked it. I love to solve problems and that kind of gets me inspired. So I think when I'm out there doing something that's out of the normal, um, where I can let my brain run a little bit and solve that problem, then I'm like ready to go back into the day-to-day -day stuff again. I think that for me, getting challenging myself is, I always tell people, if you really want me to do something, tell me that you don't think I can. <laughs> It's the quickest way to get me to do something. I love it. That's awesome. I, what does success look like to you? That's an amazing question. So I think, first of all, I think I'm going to steal the other person's definition. <laughs> that was a really good one. Had I thought of it first, that would have been my definition of success. But I think my definition of success is um, being in a position where I'm never in need and I'm always able to help others. In other words, I have enough to feed myself, my family, and whoever else comes by. And not just food, but with, mm -hmm. with creativity, with whatever it is, I have enough, the things that we need and enough to help my community and to help the world. Beautiful. I love that. So folks that are listening and are like, I need headshots now and or I need Peggy to tell me how to run my photography business and the ways that she's failed so I can skip that. How do, what's the best way for them to connect with you, follow you, take advantage? Please take advantage of me. I just sent out a newsletter. I was just telling before we hit record, I was like, I just scheduled my newsletter and my opening line is, are you taking advantage of me? Because you should be. I really love building community. So if you're a photographer and you want to, to hang out with other cool photographers, you can just go to my.timebender.world and sign up for free and just start hanging out. If you want to know about how to get your headshots, you know, how to get effective headshots, you can do just schedule a 15 minute free consultation with me and I can tell you about what I do and you can either book a headshot strategist session or I can send you somewhere else. But either way, we'll get to hang out for at least 15 minutes. So that would be cool. And that's just on my Calendarly link. And I don't even know what it is. Oh, and me. I'll link it Isn't to the terrible? show notes. You sent it to me. That's why it's I, in the yeah. show notes is what I meant to say. That's what she was saying. I was put yeah. it, I'll, I'll, yeah, I should put a down arrow if I have a video. <laughs> Actually, I really want to. I think I'm going to screenshot that. <laughs> Wait a minute. I really am. <laughs> that's fantastic. Any final words that you want to share before I steal you for my new experiment? I just really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. And this was really fun. You are a great host. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs>